0: I believe in you because he believes in me. And it serves as a constant reminder not to lose faith in people because Jesus never gives up on you.
1: Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, A collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On The Bright Side with Bobby.
0: Uh, I want all of you to do something with me right now. You can do it right where you're sitting. Just point your finger at yourself and do what I do and say what I say. I believe in you. Believe in you. Point at anybody. Because he, he believes in me. You know, recent research tells us that one of the main reasons that people, especially young people, leave the church today and turn their back on Christianity is because they become disappointed in those who profess to be Christian. Now, that is a sad and tragic finding, and it certainly illustrates how important it is for us to live our testimony outwardly, outwardly what we believe inside. But I will tell you that leaving the church because of what some people do or don't do has nothing to do with the faith that you should have in God. Now, several years ago, I went through a period where I was very disappointed in some people. How many knows what that feels like? (laughs) To be disappointed in some people. Well, I was frustrated. I was angry. Certainly ready to give up on these people. And then I heard that still small voice. Now, I think that you know the one I'm talking about. The still small voice is that thought that comes to you. That rings so true. It rings so true that you know it could not have possibly come from you. It could not possibly be my own thought. And as this message was being transported... I knew immediately it was the Lord. And this is what it said. Bob, you've disappointed me many times. But I still believe in you. Long, awkward silence between me and God at that point. But of course, I I knew he was right. You see, we know, we're confident that we believe in him. But sometimes we forget he believes in us too. He has great expectations of us. And we know this because the word tells us that we can grieve or disappoint the Holy Spirit when we know to do right and we don't. And you can't be disappointed in someone unless you have expectations of them, can you? I mean, if you don't know or care about someone and they go and do something stupid, you're not disappointed in them. Because you didn't expect anything from them. So to grieve the Lord means he has high expectations of us. He has high expectations for you and me both. He sees our destiny, he knows our purpose and our potential. So when we mess up and when we repent, he not only forgives us, but his expectations of, expectations of us are fully restored. And he continues. To believe in us. Well, since that event years ago, when he revealed that simple truth to me, it never left me. And when I get frustrated with someone, or to be more truthful, I get angry. And certainly when someone disappoints me, this little reminder is there, along with that little ritual. I believe in you, because he believes in me. And it serves as a constant reminder not to lose faith in people because Jesus never gives up on you. The next time someone disappoints you, remember this they weren't made to come through for you, they weren't designed never to disappoint you. There's only one who never fails. And one thing he will never fail to do is to believe in you. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And he hasn't. He said, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. And he is. So listen. It's okay to continue to believe in someone who has let you down. Because, and remember this. That's
1: what Christ has done for you. And for me coming up next god has a purpose for your life that transcends your years here on this earth your life story doesn't end with your life here and the lord is thinking about you with the big picture in mind on the bright side we'll be right back And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Uh, I want to talk to you for just a minute
0: about this. I want to talk about seeing the big picture. Say that with me. See the big picture. All right. Well, now, I've been traveling in mainland, mainland China for the last few weeks, as I'm accustomed to doing once or twice a year, and I, I don't mind telling you, it's not my favorite place to go. It's beautiful in places. It's developing very fast. Um, there's a lot of people there. I don't know if you knew that, but there's a there's obviously a, a language barrier. They don't have Diet Coke there. The coffee's too strong. Impossible to get a good cheeseburger. Tried even at McDonald's, basically the culture is so different than it is here, I'm just never really comfortable. But as many of you know, one of the best things about traveling outside the USA is that you can't help but to gain a broader perspective on the world. Isn't that true? Whether it's from a vacation, or on a business trip, or on a missions trip, You can't help but be enlightened by mingling with other cultures. And spending time in China does that for me. The first thing that I'm reminded of when I travel there is that I am an alien. And I'm not at home. From the first moment you arrive, they put you in the foreigner's line. And an official looks at your passport and he asks what you're doing here. And how long you're staying. And... At every station they stop you, before they give you your passport back, they stare at you as if to say, I'm watching you, and you don't belong here. So I'm not at ease when I'm out of my country. And years ago, I discovered that I felt better if I left my watch on Texas time all the time. I was comforted, comforted by always looking at my watch and thinking of what was happening with my family back home. I came to realize that the reason I do this is because no matter where in the world I am, Everything I care about most in the world is in Fort Worth, Texas. My wife, my girls, and now my grandbabies, and oh yeah, I guess my (laughs) son-in-laws. And of course, the rest of my family, my friends, and my church are on that list as well. So going to China helps me to see the bigger picture of my life. I see the role that China should play in my business because I've been there. I see a people lost who need Jesus Christ in their life. But most of all, going to China makes me thankful for who I am and for where I come from. So I'm telling you that because it's a good thing to see the big picture. And you know it's easy for us believers to focus our faith on ourselves, our small circle of influence, our personal growth, what the Lord is doing in our life, and our family, and our church. And it's all good. It's okay. That's the way it should be. But when the storms come, and our little world is shaken up, and we call on the Lord in our time of crisis, and we run to the Bible and we read scriptures like, I come that you may have life and have it to the full. We cry out, hey Lord, I don't feel so full right now. Did you know that even though the Lord promises to meet us in our current situation, I believe the first thing that He would really like us to do is to remember there's a big picture. And the big picture is that God is already at work. His love is never ending. Whatever trial you are to experience, your final outcome is to find peace. You will ultimately prevail. Victory over sin and death is already your destiny through Jesus Christ. There is a bigger picture. God has a purpose for your life that transcends your years here on this earth. Your life story doesn't end with your life here. And your destiny is to grow and discover and fellowship with the Lord for thousands of years to come. So your present pain may be real today. But listen, the Lord is thinking about you. With the big picture in mind. So just like I feel when I'm in China. And I long for what I care for most back in Texas. When I try to see the bigger picture. I try to make the best of my journey. Because I know I get to go home. That's the way the Lord wants you and me to live our life. The Apostle Paul said. I consider that our present suffering is not worth comparing. With the glory that will be revealed in us. You see the Lord wants us. To remember the big picture. I don't know how to describe heaven to you today. I wish I did. But I know the Lord has prepared a place for us that's so incredible. We can't comprehend it. And he did that because if we did, we'd all beg him to let us go there right now. We tend to run from the subject of heaven because we don't really know what it's like. And to talk about heaven, we have to discuss our ending here before that beginning. But listen, heaven and who is there is the big picture. And it's true that older folks grasp the big picture better than young people. But young people, the sooner you see the big picture, the stronger and more powerful your faith will become. Every time I travel abroad, the very best thing about the trip is when I return And I step off the plane, and I walk what seems a mile down this long corridor that finally reaches the U.S. Customs. And when I hand my passport to the agent, he looks at me like he's known me forever. He hands it back to me, and he says, Welcome home. When we get to heaven, it may be new to us, But we'll never feel like a foreigner. It will feel like home. The word says our citizenship is where? It's in heaven. Praise the Lord. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're dealing with in your life this morning, the Lord will meet you here. And He'll meet you today.
1: But there's a bigger picture. And thanks to Jesus Christ, you're part of it. Did you know that life is like a race? Coming up next, Jesus wants you to know you are not running alone. He is right there with you. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side.
0: How many of you will admit to buying a lottery ticket this week? Yeah, I thought so. I might as well confess it too. I bought some. I don't know why. It was a $600 million lottery. And do you know I read that the odds against winning are so incredible that it's more likely that you will become president than winning the lottery. They say that it's more likely that an amateur golfer makes a hole in one twice in the same round of golf. Did you know that? And my favorite one is this. It's more likely that you will die from your underwear catching on fire than to win the lottery. So after that, do you feel lucky? Yeah, I don't feel very lucky. So in order to cheer you up because you didn't win the lottery, I want to encourage you this morning by telling you a story about a race I ran years ago. You know, when I was a 20-year-old college student, I worked as a valet parking attendant at a fancy restaurant in Dallas. The parking lot was pretty small, so it was normal that on a busy day, I would have to park cars way down the street and then run all the way back to get the next one. So one day, while parking a car quite far away, just as I started running back, a well-dressed man had also just parked his car and began jogging toward the restaurant just like me. In a few seconds, there we were, side by side, jogging down the sidewalk together. I glanced over and I immediately recognized That the man was none other than Bob Hayes, the Dallas Cowboys football player and Olympic sprinter who was widely known then as the world's fastest human being. Well, I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I looked over at him and I said, hey, you want to race? Without hesitation, he says, go for it, man. So I took off. And there we went, right down McKinney Avenue, running all out, me running as fast as I could, and him just gliding effortlessly beside me in his business suit and $1,000 shoes with his tie blowing behind him. We approached the entrance to the restaurant, neck and neck, and right at the end, he pulled up slightly and I finished one step ahead. And while I had my hands on my knees trying to catch my breath, Bob Hayes, world's fastest human being, straightened his tie. He winked, and he said, see you later, man. It was if he already knew that later when I would tell Dana and my friends that I had raced the world's fastest human and won, that they wouldn't believe it any more than I did, that I could actually challenge him in a foot race. That's because Bob Hayes knew he was the fastest man. He knew he had nothing to prove, and he had the Olympic gold medals to back it up. Well, Bob Hayes passed away some years ago and was eventually put into the Football Hall of Fame. But I will never forget our race or the marvelous life lesson that can be applied to that unique experience. Because you see, there really is a parallel, because if life is like a race, and the Apostle Paul tells us it is, he said, run the race in such a way as to win the prize. So as Christians, we should know that Jesus is always right beside us, and if we're running, he's running too. Of course he's much stronger and faster, and like Bob Hayes, he can easily outrun us if he wanted to, but he runs right there, beside us, within easy reach. Many times allowing us to stick our neck out, in front a little to experience life and all the hurt and the pain that can come with it. In our minds, the race of life is a competition. But Jesus runs beside us for other reasons. He has nothing more to prove. Having overcome the cross and the grave, he's the ultimate, he's the eternal champion, has the scars to prove it. He's running beside you because he loves you. He's pushing you, training you, urging you to go for it, and providing the confidence That you can win your race of life by trusting in him. More than anything today, Jesus wants you to know that you are not running alone. Whatever your situation is, health problem, relationship, falling apart, family crisis, or a serious financial issue, Jesus is right there. You're within his grasp each and every step. His last words to the disciples before he ascended to heaven was, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. The race of life, your race of life, is meant to be run with him. And it's meant to be one. In Jesus' name.
1: Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers?